This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Buried. Sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Ryan Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Taylor Stern. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is week three of OTAs here, and uh, how are you guys doing? I know it's OTAs, it's media days, we've got Cowboys U on Thursday. How's everyone? It's a busy week. It feels like a regular season. It does. With all the work we got going today. It does. Through Wednesday, at least. Mickey has about as many papers as he would in the regular season. Doesn't feel like an off season to me. Not this week. Nope. No game season. No, I mean, but, you know, a lot of good uh, content, too, with the stuff, the access we're having with the players. Really excited about the things that we're doing with Tale of the Tape. And I know Somos Cowboys is doing some things. Mike Marshall working on some things for the television side with Lindsey Draper. So, you know, it's good to have these players in that kind of setting that you kind of can ask them a little bit different questions. Uh, I'm really – I love the Tale of the Tape things that we're doing. The fact, breaking down a play with the guys going back and – and kind of getting an idea of what they were thinking. I thought working with Jeff Heath yesterday was a lot of fun just because of that play he made in the Oakland game, you know, to save it and kind of what he was seeing and thinking. and The goat play. Yeah, so yeah. that'll all be on DallasCowboys.com. I mean, like Mickey said, not much of an offseason. We'll keep putting that stuff out for you. It'll be fun. It fun. hasn't been. Well, today on today's show, I want to get into what Zeke said last week. What Stephen Jones said about the Zach Martin situation, and then we got to hear it from Paul Alexander. Mickey told you guys a couple weeks ago about his ketchup test, and he got asked about that a little bit further. And then we'll have some fun with Rob's Twitter poll of the backup quarterback, which I think will always be a lively, lively fun debate. Did you forget? Yeah. No, you still have time. You still have time. I can still do it. Yes. Yes. Sure, I know how to do it on my phone. I'll show you at the break. What's the what's the poll? Gosh, can you huh? can you can you give us a little yeah. promo of the poll? Yeah, you got, I tagged you in it. You this got morning. tagged in it, but hey, that's okay. Quick, quick simple question: Who's going to be the backup quarterback to Dak this year? Don't get into Did it. Did you come Don't, up with four choices? I came up with three. Three. Oh, yep. and that's all I'm going to tell you. So yep. go. Oh, oh I know. What the, I know what the third one is. No, you don't. Yeah. Yes, I do. No. At break. All right. Well, getting into it, last week, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, during the first week, everyone was excited to see him getting back out there, excited for a full-slated 16-game season, knock on wood, as we sit here today. And he brought up something that I wanted to ask you guys about. Of course, everyone's talking about the DAC friendly, and we're not getting into that. That is not what this conversation is about. But, yes, big deep breath right there. But he did say we got a couple new wrinkles in, but at the end of the day, we're going to be the Dallas Cowboys we've been the past couple of years and try to establish the running game with that dominant offensive line and make big plays. Obviously, keyword dominant offensive line. Who is he, you know, who can really help him return to that? I, you know, Mickey's been saying this all along, that the, the, the problems – one of the problems you had last year was the offensive line, the health of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. We've got a little taste of it because of him starting as the left guard. I'm looking forward to seeing once they put on the pads what they really have in Connor Williams, the youth, and, and how yeah. yeah, and how he can. You know, is he the guy that uh, is he the guy that can solidify that left that left guard spot? Excuse me. You know, can as a young guy, can he make, you know, 
hard to say this, but can he make Tyron Smith better? You know, can he make Travis Frederick better? He's got that kind of talent to where, you know, when you plug him in and away we go. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the pads, the offensive line. I'm looking forward to Ezekiel putting a lot of things behind him with the off-the-field stuff and then just going out and, and finding ways to – uh, to move this football. Well, I'm glad you brought up Connor Williams because, as you guys know, he played at Texas, and his head coach was Tom Herman for a year or so. But before that, Tom Herman was actually Ezekiel Elliott's offensive coordinator. And if you guys followed Ezekiel Elliott's college career, which I'm sure most football fans did, you saw how close he was to the Ohio State linemen, calling them the slobs. They kind of had this you know, mutual understanding of their mm -hmm. love for each other, and you've seen Zeke do that before. So I wonder how that age, just kind of having the same feel of what Tom Herman was able to bring to them in college. Six degrees of separation. Six degrees. Yeah. Yeah. We're all connected there. in some Look, way. The guy can help himself by playing 16 games. That's true. Starts I there. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the running game last year, even though Jonathan Cooper was playing left guard. He almost rushed for 1,000 yards in 10 games. So to me, when he was on the field, it was dominant. The problem was he missed six games. Uh, and, and then they missed Tyron Smith. So... Um, I mean, the Broncos game sticks out to me, though. Well, that was the second, what, second game of the season? Yeah. yeah. Broncos no, never no played one, the same. <laughs> no one played well that game. It yeah. wasn't just the running game, it was the entire team. It, it was Bad one of loss. those games. Yeah. It happens. But the rest of the season, when he was on the field, he was still pretty good and they still ran the ball awfully well. The problem was the six games he missed. Yeah. I'll take it one step further, though, because I. To Brian's point, I think Connor Williams, I'm I'm bullish on him. I feel like he can get this thing back solidified and not just the left guard position. It allows Lyle Collins potentially to stay at right tackle where I thought he had a solid season, got better as the season went along. And then you bring in a guy with Super Bowl experience, Cameron Fleming, who can be your swing tackle. And then right. that's the domino effect where if Tyron Smith does miss some time, here's a guy with a little more experience, a little better track record as a swing tackle candidate. Oh, no, I agree with that. But you're hoping Cameron Fleming doesn't have to play. No, absolutely. Just no, but I sit there. On paper, I feel better about that situation oh, yeah. than yeah. I did yeah, last year. Yeah, absolutely. But and Connor Williams helps that by being here. So does, so does Paul Alexander. He said, to me, it's like I've gone to heaven. It's the most beautiful football situation I've ever been in. No offense to Cincinnati. Yeah, and he was, he was there what o-line coach for 23 years yeah. so i mean that's saying something but hey when you step into a job where you're coaching three pro bowlers who have been all pros at some point that's pretty good well and like you guys are saying there's a perfect blend of veterans and youth yeah so. and he pointed out a potential fourth he's big on lyle collins by yeah. the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so yeah. it's it's easy lyle collins i i mean he's the one guy I, yeah i kind of watching him in these practices and stuff like that he seems like that a, like you said, Taylor, very happy that he didn't have to move. B is that he could build on what he was able to do last year. I, I, I haven't seen any real struggle with him. Sometimes you see some breakdowns for other people, but it's not with him. He seems to be right back to where he was at the end of the season. Could this wide receiver crew help help Ezekiel it? It better. Well, absolutely. It needs to. Yeah. Because if they don't find a way to effectively throw the football or you know, or guys get open and Mickey likes to talk about this, and he could be absolutely right. Could people just stack the box and say, okay, and, they, and they've run against some stack boxes before, 
but how consistently can they run against stack boxes if, in fact, that none of these receivers step up and it, it give them anything on the outside to be a threat? I, that's that you know. I, I made a comment about the offensive line and the young guys and all that, and looking forward to that. But also the receivers. I mean, if if they, if they don't figure that out, that that could be that could be very problematic for this team moving the football. Not only uh, not only trying to run it, but if it gets in the situation where they're in some those long yarded situations or medium yard situations, and you got guys that aren't getting open, then they're not moving the sticks. Two TBD. To be determined. Yeah, because yeah. you got those rookies. Well, not just the rookies. It's just the unknown yeah. guys of Tavon. Alan Hearns. I mean, look at what's out there right now. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, you don't even have Terrence Williams out there working right, right now, still rehabbing from yeah. the surgery. It's interesting. You know, Stephen Jones has admitted, look, we don't have a quote unquote number one guy this year. It's not going to be a Julio Jones, 100 catches. That's not the way this offense is designed anyway. Um, I do think you need somebody to step up and draw double teams and, and, and create some attention every snap down to down. But I think is the that mo- Cole Beasley, though? Uh, I, I, I'm looking at Alan Hearns because this is a guy that's had a thousand yard season in his career on the outside as an X receiver. But I think you got to take it another step and say they just need two or three wide receivers to, like Brian said, just be reliable, get open, and take advantage of one on ones. And then all of a sudden, now you have an offense that defenses have to account for every guy. And I don't think that was really the case last year. There was, you know, they needed their receivers to do a better job getting open consistently. Who last is year. the best receiver on this team? Well, we did a top ten on that a couple yeah. weeks ago, didn't well, we? Did yeah. you vote on the top ten? I did. Who'd you vote for? First, yeah, Beasley. Yeah, me too. I put Hearns because of of his one great, really good season. I'll just call it but a really it wasn't good season as good in Jacksonville. As Beasley's one great season. Be- I put Beasley number two. Yeah. yeah sure. See, that's that's the thing, and, and now you're saying okay. Is your slot receiver, and I use the good old air quotations for slot receiver, he's your best receiver. What does that tell you? Does that tell you something? Should we, should we be like, well, and nothing against Cole Beasley. No, because. I love the guy. I think they got to get him going. When you're talking about his best season, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mick, but you're probably referring more to 2016, obviously, right? Well, he can't 75 catches. Yeah. So 2016, you look at that and you you still have the Des Bryant, even though he's dealing with injuries. You you had a more veteran player that was on this team had for a, a year. quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that, you know, looking at. Helped him a ton. Not looking the Looking at his relationship receiver. with Dak, it yeah. seemed like. The obvious connection. It's it just appeared that in watching the games, we all did. It just appeared that defensive coordinators were not going to let Cole Beasley beat them in these games. No doubt. And that's my worry going into this season. Yeah, defensive- but there's a different there's a different element though. They got to worry about handing the ball to Zeke now in the middle. Right. You can't devote that linebacker to bracket him when he's in the slot. And we're not so sure he's always going to be in the slot. By the way. Yeah, if no. We, if we've been paying attention, we absolutely have been paying attention. But they it, were they were taking him. You're right. But they were taking Beasley out or trying to before Zeke got suspended too. They were somehow averaging 28 points a game. Well, I know that, but I'm talking about Beasley's well, numbers. Well, whatever his numbers were, somebody was doing something, right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe Tavon Austin is another element there, a guy that you got to account for in space can be a mismatch guy. You know, I heard an interview today. Uh, this morning with Dion, and I normally don't hardly ever agree with anything he says. Um, and he was asked about no Des, where are they going with these wide receiver core? And he goes, "Can we 
can we just call Des and make up and say, no, you know what? We changed our mind. He said, but that's not going to happen. No. He said, so what they have now, this offensive coordinator needs to be more creative to get all these parts involved because he doesn't have one guy to just lean on. Do you think that's what Zeke meant with the wrinkles? Oh, I'm absolutely sure. With adding Tavon Austin, whatever he's going to do, Alan Hearns, you know, we Rob mentioned he had him number one. Well, a lot of times he's in the slot. Uh, so they can move these guys around. They play all three positions, yeah. Uh, Tom, Thompson, yeah, he's got more speed than Devon they've had it. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. At wide receiver. Absolutely. And, and as I keep saying, don't go to sleep on Gallup. Just, yeah, you know he may need three Michael or four yes. games. Yeah, no, Michael, there's no. Yeah, but don't go to sleep on him. Explosive so th- they've got this kind of group there uh, that um, you know if, if. But he was right. Dion was right. They're going to have to be creative to how they mix all this together. See, that's the thing that worries me now, because you're saying. Dion, who you're right, Mickey. I'm with you on that. I have one foot in the parking lot on him a lot of the times. <laughs> That's okay. He probably has both feet in the parking lot on me. That's all right. No problem with that. <laughs> We're even there. But I, I just kind of wonder, creativity-wise, is can you be a creative coach and run the football? Or and, and, and hear me yeah, on this. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? No, I, I know I mean, what you're it, saying. If, you're, if your team is about lining up in 12 personnel or maybe even some 11 personnel stuff, but can you be creative if your identity is running the football. I think so. I think you can do it with formations. You can do it with packages that you're not just standard two tight ends, two wide receiver, and a running back. Because right. I don't I, know that they want – well, I, I'm sure they're not going to throw the two tight end package out, right? No, I don't think so but either, no. If, if if you had to pick two tight ends, well, who's going to be on the field? What, what do I got? Well, right now it's Swaim and, and Jarwin. Yeah. yeah, those are the two guys. That All are right, on the field. And, and not exactly, you know, God's gift to blocking. By the way, that's fair assessment. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to run with two tight ends, somebody's got to do the blocking. God's but, gift to blocking. God's gift. But do you, do you, well, they didn't should, go to Stanford is what you said. <laughs> should Joe and Flower Mound be worried about creativity? I think. Well, I'm well, going to ask you. what you've seen. Yeah, and that's that's fair. You and, can and, say, I, and I mean, because but but my, it, creativity could be that Scott Linehan is not being creative because he's because Ezekiel had just told you, hey, we're we, going to get back to running the football. Well, no, a lot, like, but yeah. there's different ways to do it. Yeah, you know? and there's different ways to create the lessen the confusion in the middle of the field by what? Oh, you're sucking air in your teeth. You're pulling Mickey. More, Mickey does that every once in a while. More Mickey wide goes. receiver, more <laughs> wide receiver end arounds. Um you added a guy who you can be creative with in yes. Austin. Yeah, I, yeah. That's a guy that's a chess. You piece. like that one, huh? Well I think you you can find a role for him. Now he's got to be productive. All right. But you can do a lot of different things with him. As long as do he we, hangs on to the ball. Do we think that guy do we think that head coach in Los Angeles is a pretty creative guy? I do. Sean McVay. I do. Do you yes. think that just because of the pieces he has or the pieces he's oh, added? I'm Why just, do you specifically think I'm he's thinking a that because I've watched I watched a a quarterback just get thirty million dollars a year in Minnesota. That never went to a playoff, never did anything, you know. But what did they do against the Cowboys offensively? Always found a way to move the football. Yeah, they're creative. Always found a way. So is, a, is that, are you saying that, does that say something about the player? I'm worried a little bit about – I like what you're saying about Tavon Austin. 
I'm in worried theory. a little bit. Yeah, I'm worried that maybe Scott Linehan's attitude, and it might not be his fault. It might be his attitude is, you know, he got creative in Minnesota. He got creative in Detroit. He's come here, though. They draft Ezekiel Elliott for Tony Romo, but he has to get a quarterback ready. So what does he do? He plays play action. He plays waggle. He plays boot. We see the guy get the rookie of the year. And then you're we thinking like, yeah, more to yeah. And, I'm with, and I'm with Mickey. I think he, I think he does have to get more creative, but the, uh, maybe it's not his DNA with this current team. The, That's the answer tra- though, that I think you've brought up on this show particularly is Sanjay law. You have brought up the fact that you believe he is passing game Moses. Now. Yeah. You think that he's a creative guy from what you've seen out oh, there. No. Yeah. I, I, and let's remember about Tavon Austin. He played most of last year with a wrist that needed surgery. Okay. Look at his numbers the year before. Hurt his knee, he says, in preseason. Oh, two. no. I, I Look M- at the, the numbers Mickey, the year before. You I, would sit there I, no, and take, no, what, I'm with was you. it, 55, I'm 60 with you. catches? I'm with yeah. you. I, I'm just saying, though, that I have, a, I have a lot of respect just watching the Redskins play the Cowboys all those times. And that guy throwing for damn near 500 yards every time. And he seemed like he was throwing to Jamison Crowder and Pierre Garçon and Jordan Reed. And it always seemed like there was something going on. And then this kid, you know, he, he sees McVay come in. And, and maybe the fact that he was so banged up. But they just basically gave up on him, though. They gave up on him, yeah. didn't they? No, no. They, yeah, did. they, well, they gave him away. Yeah. yeah. They just gave him away. But but I'm just saying though they couldn't afford him after all the pieces I, they're at. And I'm not trying to hammer Scott True. Linehan here, but I'm but his mindset might be I'm gonna run this football forty six percent of the and time. And that's what Zeke's saying is we've got a line that, hey, just okay, try and stop us. We're gonna line up and we're gonna run you over for four quarters. That's that's Zeke's philosophy. Um I go back to Alan Hearns though in the passing game. I feel like because we, we watched a play of him this morning. I watched with you uh, for Tale of the Tape and yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville yeah. and he's very Des like. Yeah. Just give oh, me, yeah, it's give, give me six. Just watching him run I, and that's play. What my whole argument. Give Big, me sixty nine catches. Give me Des uh, numbers from last year. Can he do that? Sixty yeah. catches, I, six touchdowns. You I, know, I, I don't think you should um, equate running the ball better with running the ball more. You can run the ball better and be more productive mm-hmm. with Zeke on the field. It doesn't mean he's got to have 30 carries a game. The problem last year was when he wasn't on the field, they had nobody to threaten the back end of the defense. How did Alfred And that Morris... guy, how many carries did he get last year? But I'm saying, how, the did, number for us? how did Alfred Morris average almost the same amount of yards? But he didn't average touchdowns. See that's the that's okay. The, that, that, and, okay, and where's he at now? Oh no, I'm still a free agent. I'm right with you. So that tells you what not only teams think about him, mm-hmm. but probably tells you what defensive coordinators thought. He didn't threaten them. God bless him. He he served a great purpose here. Great guy. Solid pro right? for sure. Oh, you can never say a bad word about yeah. him. But no one's picked him up. Yeah. And the Cowboys, he was their lead dude. No one's picked up Des Bryant either. Yeah. Those yeah. are your two lead mm-hmm. dudes on offense, and they're still sitting there right now. As Brian would say, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. NFL is a strange lady. Strange All right. Lady. Well, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to tell you where has Zach Martin been? When might we see him? Who else has been missing from OTAs? And what can we see from them in the future? So join us when we come back right after this break. 
It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talking Cowboys. A true cowboy loves his freedom, Brian. Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom. Wear it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics hmm. that you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you so much, Robert. Way to go, Rob. Thanks, Mick. We hey. are back I, in. I haven't squirmed all day, have I? No. You've just been straight-faced, ready Tommy to go. Tommy John. Tommy John. Straight Tommy fire. John. Yeah. Gets you set up, ready to go. Okay, so last week of OTAs, next week is minicamp, then they break for the summer. We all know how Brian feels about that. Not a big fan <laughs> of their schedule. Not Time to hold your breath. The yeah. full schedule has been re- released. We posted about it on DallasCowboys.com last week. They leave out for training camp, Oxnard Point Magoo. On July 24th, and they will anticipate to return on August 17th. So they have some time off, but until then, we're at training or we're at OTAs and we're at minicamp. And of course, no Zach Martin so far through the OTAs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything with the contract. But Stephen Jones, of course, echoing the message that no one wants him here more than they do. But can we anticipate that it will be done before training camp? What are you guys really feeling in your gut? I don't have a feeling on that anymore. I thought it was going to get done last summer. I I still think it's going to get done before the start of this season. Would probably be my gut because last year, uh, Zach decided I just want to focus on the season, which and seems I, smart. Yeah, I mean that's that's his his right. So I think if following that logic, but they would push to get something done by the end of preseason. Um, I don't know that's going to happen, but the fact that we've heard he's been working out here, even though he's not participating in the OTAs, I don't consider this like a quote-unquote holdout 
or something where it's contentious at all. So that's good. That, you know, that's a good sign. He's under contract, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he'll be here next week. He will be. Mandatory. Will he practice? Yeah, maybe ha, not. Maybe mm-hmm. not. But he'll be he'll be here out there. Yeah. Can yeah. he choose that, or would? Well, I don't just... know if that they would force. Him. Yeah, they're not going to ask him. They're to not going to make it yeah. a contentious thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's one of those things where you know if they want to get this done too, they don't want to put him in a situation where he might you know you get put in a position where you get hurt. You it'll know, be it'll wood. be done by July 29th. You think Ooh. so? Early in camp. All right. Because those first three days they can't put pads on. Right. Right. So 26, 27, 28. He's on the plane. He's on the plane to go. Well, out even there? if he's not, a, yeah, he's under contract. He's got to report. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, you're They're subjected to be fined. Yeah, I think this will get done when Zach Martin tells his agent to get it done. That's yeah, because that, that's, that's ultimately what you that's, have that's, to that's do, what, right? That's, that's what maybe just, this is what that's what's going to happen. I mean, the whole thing's probably about structure. Well, yeah. how much guaranteed money are you giving well, me? Yeah, we looked what at what kind of you know year guarantees. I was doing radio the other day on 105.3, and I kind of went through the top five guards, you know, Zeitler and those guys, Gabe Jackson, people like that, and all the ones that fans know so yeah, well. Yeah, but <laughs> right. those guys are, are making you? an average of like twelve million dollars a year. You know, Norvell. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be, this is going to get done when Zach Martin says, listen, okay, that's a fair deal. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are just, you know, they, they, yeah, they want to get it done, but it, I've made this mention before. This is a position that traditionally has not been paid until recently. And you're trying to figure out, it seems like every time a guy signs a new deal at guard, a guy comes along and beats that deal. So you have to structure it in a way Cowboys have got some situations, too, where guys in the future, if you look forward, uh, have got some contracts that they have to, to think about. So you have to make sure that not only for this year, but in coming years, that your situation uh, is good enough to kind of make sure that you don't you, – you can sign everybody that you need to sign. And so uh, – but I, I, I do think I, – I agree with Mickey. I think it's going to get done in training camp. But I do believe it's going to be when Zach Martin says to his agents, okay, that's good enough. Let's put this behind us. It's a fair deal. Move on. Okay. And, and come this week, they they picked up three more million dollars in the salary cap. Right. The June 1 uh, payoff for uh, Orlando Scandrick. Right. They get his base salary back. So you get $3 million there. Not that they need more money for this year because if they signed him to a long-term deal – his $9.3 million base salary is going to go down. Right. And and it'll factor out that they'll – I bet they cut that in half. Uh, so they'll pick up even some more money. Could you they, already got your could, draft class signed, could they too. Go, could they go ahead and, 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 say, play under the current contract this year and then next year? You get, could if you wanted to, yeah, if you, had, and, if and you that, felt like you had the room. But, yeah, what's his feeling on that? Does he want the security now? No, no. Well, I, I, think I think he's saying sign the yeah, deal. Sign the deal. But let him have $9.3 million oh, the this way year. Structured. Right, okay. Right, right. Because yeah? right, right. you have the room for it now. Right, yeah, that absolutely. Makes yeah, just, and, then, and, then, and then have it build go. Build on to it. Build yeah. on but, to but you have to be careful, though. If you give him a signing bonus, you don't want that to add on to $9.3 million. Right. So you you would like to restructure that. and. He's going to make nine point three million this year, right? Somehow, some way, right? Between signing bonus, how much they pay up front, and then guarantees down the road, they're going to have mm-hmm. to get him somewhere between twelve and fourteen million dollars. Now, do you want to pay him more than Tyron Smith? That, my friend, is the the way that contracts fall. 
guards right? over tackles, though? I'm no, just having but it's, it doesn't matter. It's the timing of the whole It's deal. the timing. He came along at the right time in history where guards are now getting paid. So Tyron Smith is going to deal. Now, Tyron Smith's going to figure out if, okay, this lifetime deal that I just signed, how bad is that really for me? Now, the problem he's running into, Tyron Smith, is the health, his health. So yeah. now he's... Well, you can negotiate. Yeah, so, I mean, he, his if Tyron Smith is... is of course, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl every year, all pro and all that. But if it's now Tyron Smith's only playing 12 games, 11 games, then it becomes you don't really have a, a, a much of a leg to stand on right there. Tyron's 27. Feels like he should be about 35. <laughs> you know, this, this whole deal is kind of reminiscent of Greg Ellis signing that long-term deal. Yes. And he was coming off a torn Achilles, Achilles I believe. Yep. And he ended up signing seven year deal or something like that. Yeah. And then wasn't when happy it, with it by the end of it. By the end of it, <laughs> it was, was like, oh, not, this is not very yeah, good. No. no. And uh, which remind, I think I've told you guys this story before. We were talking about it. Uh, Pat Summerall was part of the discussion, and and I said, well, I said, you know what happened is he signed that deal, and then all of a sudden the contracts for the defensive ends exploded. Right. Uh, the salary cap went up, and I said, he, you know, he, I mean, he's a little bit bitter about it, and he just came, a, came along too soon. Too soon. And Summerall goes, we all came around too soon, yeah. meaning <laughs> what oh, yeah. he was getting paid to be an yeah. announcer and then what they're getting paid now. The other <laughs> thing about that, too, is they moved him to linebacker, which he didn't want to do. And that, affect, and that might, yeah, and that might affect oh, in the th- yeah, three, that, four that, thing. That could affect your asking power too, so or your earning power. Well, anyway, but anyway, that's but yeah, Tyron got like a ten-year deal for you. When ago. Tyron signed, it was great, right? Yeah, Zach Martin is going to be the highest-paid lineman for the Cowboys on July 29th. Exactly, July, by, by July, 29th. by July 29th. Yeah. Sorry to put words in your mouth. Yes. All right. Well, could be tomorrow. That's by July. By 29th. July 29th, we're always right. So they're missing what eight eight guys. If I counted right, well, guys are just not practicing. Yeah, for whatever reason, you've got him, right? Sean Lee, they're holding out. Lawrence, they're holding out. Right. Uh, Ely's still rehabbing from Mm -hmm. his shoulder surgery. Right. Uh, Looney from his wrist surgery. Right. Lewis Neal has a hamstring. Mm -hmm. He's still rehabbing. We mentioned Tyron Williams, and then uh, Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams. Tyrone Williams. It's okay. And then David Irving. Yes. So the last two names on there, I wanted to ask you guys this. And it's Charles kind of. Tapper's out now. And too. Tapper. That's and Tapper right. injured well, last we'll week. Well, we'll see. Supposedly it wasn't that bad of a concussion. I hope not. Yeah. I like the guy. And I'd like to see him not so actually that's be able nine. All right. This question, bear with me because it sounds mean, but it's not intended to be mean. <laughs> what are you being mean today? I'm not trying to be. But I'm asking. Who do you think had a worse offseason, Terrence Williams or David Irving? Because when you look at both of them, you know, they both have such a great opportunity. Terrence Williams being the obvious one. You don't have Des Bryant in front of you anymore. Go out there. Show him what's up. You know, you've been – he posts on social media more and talks about this and what he can do. And, you know, from the majority of his career, he's been able to kind of understand his role on this team. He's had some flashes, some – unbelievable catches obviously Seattle game sticks out in your mind but it's just this offseason has not been going his way 
on the field with the injuries, and now you're looking at some different off-the-fields, and then you're looking at someone like David Irving where you've known some different off-the-field situations. He's had the suspension. Went through a whole contract thing where they were waiting to see if he was going to get tendered or not, Went through that whole tender process. You've seen some different things on social media with his – you know, family, and that's been unfortunate to see that play out. And then just now he needs to get back into shape, and I just don't know. I mean, both of them, I just want to be like, why can't you just get well, it together? Well, Williams wouldn't be practicing anyway. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's he just had a deal, bad yeah. off season. I mean, part of the he, deal, he, he got broke hurt. his broke his fifth metatarsal. So yeah, yeah. I forgot how we did that. Was he running barefoot in the I, parking lot? I don't know. Do three in the morning. Or? I just I was wondering if you and your no, uh, I, your I, newspaper man, yeah, your newspaper man, whatever he was doing out there, newspaper man. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, even that, you know, it's just unfortunate. Some of these things, of course, they can't control. I think from a competition standpoint, there's a more glaring need for David Irving to get in there and settle this defensive tackle situation. Although when we talked about receiver um, needing to find a guy. And I think Williams has got some competition there, even though I think his his experience is value. Gallup, he's right. Yeah, but um, boy, they need David Irving to step in there and play that three technique or some. You know, with Col- especially right now with Collins being hurt, you know, the depth there is not is not great. So I look at that more so than receiver, even though we don't have defined roles at receiver yet. Well, he's he's opened the door for Jihad Ward, <clears throat> who's played really well in the, the stuff I've watched. Yeah, he's and, been a, he's been a problem for these guards. And I know it's not Zach Martin playing there, but he's been a problem for Connor Williams and and who's ever had to play right guard, whether it's uh, Green, Green or Martin, not not Zach Martin. But well, when you talk about John, you, you've mentioned that Will had an eye for him, Will McClay when yeah, he was coming Marinelli out. Marinelli too. Marinelli put him at inside at tackle uh, at Illinois. He was a really an end, and Marinelli brought, kicked him inside, and, and he's he's found him a pretty good player there. I. I like what I've seen so far from him. I really, really do. And, you know, the good part is he's a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> he won't say anything bad about Oakland, yeah. but he's darn glad to be out of there. Yeah. He I, didn't get a chance to see what Gruden would bring well, or Vegas. They didn't give him a chance either. Because <laughs> if you remember, his rookie year wasn't all that bad for, for you know, where he was drafted and everything. Let me ask you guys this. Expected, though, kind of from what we've known about David Irving in the past – is that is that one of the most unfulfilled so far careers? He's like the potential was like, like it's what's, like, and what really nails home your point is that he will tell you that he will say, "Look, I've done some stupid stuff back to college where I think he got kicked off the team." Is yeah, that right? State, yeah, he he understands he's part of the reason why he doesn't have a long term deal. Self inflicted. Yeah, he. I mean, he'll admit it to you. So yeah, for sure. He's, I, he's got amazing talent. Amazing it talent. Seems he like, definitely was overweight. Oh. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. I shouldn't call him that. I'm the same way. And then, yeah, but Marinelli did. Okay, Marinelli can call me that, too. Yeah. And right now, he's too fat. Thanks, and, Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> Bill? And he's got to take care of his personal life. Yeah. And I don't know if they're allowing him to kind of figure all that out uh, and get all that straight before the season starts or not. Uh, but he's got to take care of that. And so I don't know if they've given him some leeway and – uh, we'll find out, right? But, uh, you know, it sort of reminds me of somewhat Leon Lett. Mm. Leon was always going to be that guy the next year, and then something would happen. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd get hurt. He'd get suspended. And it's like, 
the season start it's like, like the gang busters, yeah. and then he'd get hurt. And, yeah. and, and it's like he he was going to be this great Pro Bowl player six times, right? And it, it just never happened. And there's kind of similarity in the way they play. Yeah. You know, kind of a unique frame and ability to play multiple spots. And play and, inside. Yeah. And so that's a good comparison. Yeah. I mean, you hate to say it, but, you know, because uh, I'm sure Leon figures, you know, I just never really reached what I everybody thought I could have. Well, from what you're talking about with, you know, have you are you surprised by this type of situation? No. I mean, I remember after the Green Bay game and David Irving, you know, wins NFC defensive player of the week and. You know, you bring up Marinelli, he's very honest about his guys. And I remember people were like, well, you know, what does this mean for him now? And he goes, show me it again. You mm, know, right. all that they wanted to see from him is the consistency. Incredible talent. And, you know, you see these flashes yeah. and then suspension. You see this and yeah. then something else. And, you know, it's just show me consistency. I know a lot of people have been talking about Demarcus Lawrence in this offseason, but he has to do the same thing. He has to have another consistent year of success. So, Unfortunate. You, you feel like though that Lawrence tracking up. Yes, absolutely. With David Irvin, you're like, okay, glad he's back. Don't and, know. And then, but you're like going, oh, if we could just get him on the field and let him play 16 games, man, averages like a sack a game. You know, it's incredible. That they, I've never seen a player be more productive for as little time as he plays. He could have had – he could have challenged Lawrence with a full season. But what did he end sacks. up with? Seven, eight yeah, sacks yeah, in eight insane. games. Yeah. And he I had, mean, had the concussion in the year. It's incredible to see him play the way he does. And then – and then, but you're, you're, you look at reliability. That's all these front office and coaches want. And Taylor, you even said it. It's it's that reliability. Well, Do you, do you trust him? The good thing is – you know what you know what he is, right? Right. You know what Terrence Williams is. So these OTAs, yeah, they're great. They're learning sessions, but you're giving other guys a chance to find out a little bit more about oh, before you Jihad put the pads Ward, on. There you go. Right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and there's other guys. There's other spots. I mean, you know, Dayton Jones Dayton is getting Jones. to play more yeah, than he. Those would've. are your starters. Ward and Jones are and your two starters inside. Defensive end Taco's getting more reps with the Marcus Lawrence getting some rest days. Yeah. So that's good for him. Oh, my list just grew to ten now. Collins, I forgot he was out. Yeah. I don't want it to keep growing. It keeps growing every don't time let I it. think about it. Well, as long as it's not growing in training camp. Yeah, that's but that's that's when, you when we have those when we have those shows we do, and everybody's like, "All right, Mickey, fire through the injury report." And, and, and fifteen. Well, that was the show today. Okay, that's very much number yeah. one. We'll yeah. be yeah. back yeah. in a moment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm. I think we're all hopeful for for David Irvin, but I think if I'm going into this camp, I'm skeptical. I'm hopeful but skeptical. Is that right? Is that like an oxymoron? Am I no, being... no, and, and and you know what? And, and no, or am I being a moron for thinking? That? I think when he finished the season last year, I, in the back of his mind, it was like I don't know if I'm coming back. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know if they trust me, and it's my fault. One thing to other think about than the too, concussion, I guess. Yeah, which he started the year with the suspension, ended the game the year with four games out with the concussion. I'm with you with the hopeful part because look, he's on a one year deal. He's got a lot to prove. He's a, he's a res- restricted free agent, one-year tender. He can hit the market next year and cash in with yeah. a big year. So yeah. he's got he's got a lot to play for. Absolutely. I like your hopeful optimism and figuring things out at training camp because I think that leads well 
into Rob's Twitter poll that we're going to get Mickey to vote on during this last I'm break. I'm going to vote live. I don't I don't vote anonymously. You know? mm. Big shot. That is true. All right. Wide well, defense. join us after this break. We'll be right back. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, let's not forget about Papa John's Pizza, because we know why it tastes so great. Those ingredients, ah, the veggies, fresh, whole, never frozen, and that pepperoni. Yeah, they need to get some of that pepperoni here, because it's 100% USDA approved. And with ingredients like that, you have better pizza and it's Papa John's. I have a present for you, Mick. You know, they got media days going on. Yeah. And they're, you know, trying to feed everyone that's oh. working it and everything. So if you, I'm going to bring you some some Papa John's because it stays fresh all day too. All right. Well, just bring a little because I'm trying to get in shape for training camp. Mm. Because once we hit Bike training season. camp. Oh, it's bikini <laughs> season. We don't, yeah. we don't stay We in know. Shape. You take off your shirt in hey. front of us and put on <laughs> other shirts. And, uh... <laughs> By the way, by the way, uh, <laughs> seventy-four years ago, D-Day invasion today. Oh, why am I laughing? Yeah, because you uh, didn't know that was. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. I didn't know that was going to be the transition. I know this is a little historical. Did your dad? It's time. My for dad landed on Omaha Beach on June eighth, so he was in the second wave, mm. and I'm guessing twenty-five years old, probably never shot a gun at anybody. And when they landed, like, there were, at the end, all 50 miles. Oh, sure. I was reading, I wanted to catch up, 4,000 troops dead. And when they landed and they're wading through the water, Mm -hmm. guess what was there two days later waiting for them? I would have said, ah, no, I changed my mind. Can I get back on the boat? Mm, Well. Wow. So, yeah, 74 years ago. 
But it, you know, all led to liberating France. and Important day for sure. Yeah. Very, very important day. All right. Well, Rob's Twitter poll. All right. Back to football. Who will be the backup quarterback this season? Mickey, you got three options. <laughs> Cooper Rush, Mike White, the rookie, or an outside veteran currently not on this roster. That's what I knew was going to be the third choice to be determined. Um, it will start off with Cooper Rush. Not saying that's how it's going to end. Well, the question is, how's it going to end? Oh, I thought it was who's going to be the... No, I mean, it'll start off with Cooper Rush during the season. This season, okay. And then beware of what happened last year. Keeping three, keeping Mike White? Yes. Okay. At this point, now, we'll see what happens when the pads come on. Who else? Who's okay. got a vote? I love me some... So you yeah. said, how is this going to end? Yeah, I guess I guess I mean when the season starts... And if you want to take it a step further, okay. who's, who's your number two behind Dak? Okay. Luckily, the beautiful thing about your Twitter poll, I think, is the interaction we have from fans. And a lot of times, you know, even though they vote, they also respond to everything that, you know, is going no, on. No, they giving, do. They give us ideas. Their comments. Yeah. And I thought one in particular that I saw, and I will have to find out the exact name. Someone said, start out with Rush. He gets traded for somebody <laughs> out there. Uh, then by week eight, Mike White is breathing down their neck. Yeah. I'll have to find this exactly because I was like, so a fan we've went through seen a whole, crazier things. Man, a fan went through ahead. a whole scenario. Oh, huh? Rush, Rush. Yes, this was Victor. He said they trade Rush before week one, and White will be breathing down Dak's neck by week, week eight. Broadus is right. Hashtag Broadus, uh, Broadus is right. Is right huh? I like Mike White. Mm. I still think Cooper Rush is going to be the backup quarterback, though. I do. Yeah. Cooper Rush, though, he's kind of one of those guys. But I, I think that he is – there was really no pressure on him last year the way he came into training camp. They gave him they gave him the reps he took. He he was able to make those good. He went into games. He was very productive. He's one of the most productive quarterbacks, you know, young quarterbacks in the league if you just look at the preseason game. I think he led the, the, the matters, the NFL, in all those statistical categories. So I think he will once again be your backup quarterback. But I think now he does have some pressure on him. I think he's going to have to perform as well or better than what he did when he made this football team last year. You know, they obviously like Mike White. Um, you know, Mike White is a guy that and, – and I, don't, I, I hope I'm not blowing smoke up everybody's rear about this. But, you know, Mike White is – you know, on my board was – I had him as a higher grade than Dak Prescott. If you look at the two as evaluations, I think Mike White, whether it's here or somewhere else, will be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I just don't think he'll be this year. So and did did they have a fourth quarterback last year in training camp, or was it just three of them? And I was re okay. Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore was in. Pressure. Kelly, they, they had they had remember, just three. They had the quarterback from Florida that they couldn't take a snap. He was cut by the yeah. He OTAs. was cut by the, so Apple yeah. Beat. I think they went to Austin Appleby. Apple yeah, I yes. think they went to three. They went with three. So yeah. there was no one if they were going to keep three. Right. Oh no no no. They had the the veteran guy. The veteran they brought in the veteran guy. One of the McCowns. Oh yeah. One Luke of the McCowns. McCowns. Oh, Luke McCown. Remember, one of the yeah. McCowns came in halfway through. I loved through. his quote. He yeah. said, halfway I'm more than just camp? a camp yeah. arm. Yeah, halfway. Right. Yeah, halfway. He's a, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We were in, we were in Oxnard. He, he was right. coming into Oxnard when we were getting ready to leave. Because he was a lot skinnier than and he was, right. he was right. part of the time. And then yeah. he got They got him off the couch. Remember, they gave him 250000 yeah. yeah, to get yeah, off the couch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway, I, I, I felt like, though, again, with Cooper Rush, no real pressure on him. And he was able to perform well. 
He's got some pressure on him now. Because Mike White, but Mike White needs to perform well too. They're not just going to give Mike White that job. But if, if they're going to go for a young movement, and both those guys are young, I, I sure do like Mike White. Well, we're going to get a chance to see him, especially in preseason, because I can't imagine they're going to play Dak nope, all that much, although they need to with all the new yeah. wide receivers. Yeah. So you're going to have to find a happy balance. That's there. what training camp's for to me. Yeah. What I need is I don't need any of these receivers, knock on wood. To not get, I don't need any hamstrings. I don't need you to miss any time. I need everybody out there. You got to evaluate. Yes. I need everybody out there. I need your running routes against those young corners. So I think they're pretty good. I need, I need Byron Jones to get some work out there. Yeah. You know, Alan Hearns. I need you practicing every day. You know, Gallup. I need you practicing every day. You know, I, I, I'm trying to evaluate my team here. So hopefully they can stay through the injuries. I, 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 I said before. I worry about this these, this month off they have after this is all over with. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about that, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Mm-hmm. You got a vote? Yeah. Well, that's I was I was going more with the fans. I liked what they said. I, oh, I yeah. think I think as it stands right now, Cooper Rush, and then you know it's just a way. The way it happens at training camp is bizarre. You know what happened? I'll never be able to truly understand it. Then when we watched what happened with Dak throughout that training camp. I mean, truly, watch Kellen Moore get well, stepped on. Yeah. You guys know this, and anybody who else has been out to Oxnard, if you haven't, highly recommend going out there. It's a sure. great experience. Great weather. Um, but, I mean, I remember we were out there, and you're standing there, and you guys know when the big players come out, you hear it. Yeah. And the first few days Dak was out there throwing the football, I don't think anyone really cared or noticed him. By the end of that camp, there were a lot of cheers. Yeah. It's crazy. We watched history. I mean, it just bad luck for Kellen Moore, but you know, cream usually rises to the top Was anyway. It bad eventually, because now he has a great job in the NFL. He does. He's coaching these guys. Um, the the fans agree. Sixty nine percent Cooper Rush, twenty nine percent Mike White. I think nobody feels like they're going young at quarterback. So nobody really voted. I, I'm sorry. The percentage was for the for, third. For, for the third, two percent. Okay. And Jerry's so, made it known. Look, man, we're we're gonna try to develop young guys instead of going with vets who are probably you know past it's prime. it's good that it's good that the that the fan base understands now about trying to get the young quarterback developed. It's like they the, are not waving that flag out yeah. there. Oh, there's veterans yeah. out there. You got to bring them in. I think I think that we've seen the problems that they've had trying to trade and sign and do everything to get a veteran quarterback here. I think I think the fans had enough. I think they've had enough of that. Hey, if you're gonna if we're gonna go down, let's go down swinging with a young guy. Let's play with Cooper Rush. Let's throw Mike White out there. Heck, Dak Prescott's young. Keep throwing him out they there. They tried Whedon. They tried yeah. Castle. It yeah. didn't work. Didn't mm-hmm. work. All yeah. right. Well, before we move on anymore, you guys are getting a great veteran in my seat starting next week. His name, Bill Jones. I'm sure most Cowboys fans, most listeners to this podcast, he will be taking over as I transition more into my role as content strategist, spending more time. And I know everyone loves the meetings. So thank you guys. Thanks to everyone who's listened, who's tweeted, who's played along with Rob's Twitter poll, <laughs> Mickey's Minute. We've had good times on this show. So yeah. Bill Jones will do a great job. But I do ask all of you guys as you keep l- – okay, Kent, thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kent. Kent has always produced the best podcast. But – um, as you guys keep going and we're trying to continually improve our content as brought us brought up at the beginning of the show, tale of the tape, different things like that. Tweet at me. Let me know. I yeah. can 
share it with some people. We can get some more ideas flowing because when you just get it out there and share what you want to see, we can probably help you get that. We are lucky enough here. So yep. thank you guys. And oh, thank you, Tay, for yeah. what you did. I mean, uh, we've we've been together more than any. I mean, I know you and Bill originally started this this thing a long time ago. So on television, on television, even so. But no, I, I do appreciate, Tay, uh, your enthusiasm for the job. Uh, to try and get us all on the same page is not an easy thing to do. Cat Wrangler. Yeah. yeah. So and Bill's going to come in for one show and then... Yeah. And then you're going to training camp. Yeah, well, then we're going to figure it's it out. crazy schedule, you know. Then it's gonna Introduce be him. Three old men and a young man What, you didn't want to do one more show? It was, it was just a mutual decision. Yeah. Mutual decision. Well, but. I've loved this dynamic. I've loved the energy you brought. And, you know, we've had Bill on this show, and we love Bill, but um, we're going to miss you for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, Thank she's you. not yes. going anywhere. I'm still well, going to be bugging Mickey on, on I thought set. she was leaving. On this set. Mickey's Mickey. one of those I guys. I got one of these. I got well, the little note, and it was like, okay, she found another job. She's yeah. leaving. Oh, no, I'm she not leaving. She did all leaving. she could to get away from she's you. She's moving not, to Arkansas or something. No, I'm not leaving. I am staying Tell here. Yeah. Content strategist moving into that new role. You never know. We might be having more podcasts. We might be doing some other things. But let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Oh, no. They're going to let you make that decision? I love Mickey, man. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's ever questioned this, it's just the best. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're, the no you're the strategist. It's yeah. like, you know, a baseball team. They got the guy up in the box. Moneyball. He's the strategist, yeah. I'm just sitting there doing Race the numbers. Beans. Car racing is strategist. How can we get mix shots to get more views? <laughs> Guys, yeah. we need mix shots to get more views. I'm going to write about Kyler Murray tomorrow. How about that? Baseball? What? Ninth pick in the draft. Who are you? So we All right. one year of moving on. Ball. Moving on as we get back into just football. I can, know we're talking. Can about. we go? Can we go to Washington with the Eagles? Oh, they're not going. Mm. You uh, NFLPA. Uh, Bill Jones, pretty, welcome to the show. Pretty strong, pretty strong statement there from the PA. What did they say? We'll miss you, Tay. Oh gosh, yeah, we'll you're going to spend seven more minutes talking about something so depressing. I thought you were going to go the last five minutes. But Our we union show is disappointed in the decision by the White House to disinvite players from the Philadelphia Eagles from being recognized and celebrated by all Americans for their accomplishment. This decision by the White House has led to the cancellation of se several player-led community service events for young people in the Washington. D.C. area. NFL mm -hmm. players love their country, support our troops, and give back to their communities and strive to make America a better place. The report in the Philadelphia Inquirer said Jeffrey Lurie and maybe 10 players were going to go. Yeah. So it's they decided situation. that they just didn't want Something that's not go going that. to... Uh Go away quietly. Very divisive. Nope. But while we've been on this show, also, of course, we have to send our thoughts and prayers to Dwight Clark's family and the San Francisco 49ers organization. And then just recently, uh, literally moments ago, Dave Gettleman announced that he is lymphoma. So thinking of them as well. Dave's a good scout. Known him yeah. a long time. Yep. And, yeah, it's uh, this uh, these uh, these diseases and sicknesses, they, they, don't, they don't play uh, – they, they, they don't play favorites. And pick and choose. They don't pick and choose. So, yeah, and um, thoughts with Dave. I know the whole scouting committee, wonderful man with the Giants, fiery competitor. I respect what the Eagles are doing as well, um, you know, with their situation. So a lot going on in this uh, 
losing somebody, a lot of things going on in the world with other things as well. So we'll try and make the best we can. Out you know, of it. good for the 49ers that they had the day for yeah. Dwight Clark, yeah. and sure we were there. That was, yep. that was the, the Cowboy game. game. Yep. Yeah. That was the game we yeah. were at. And, yeah. you know, and you know the writing was on the wall. You just don't recover from ALS. Nope. Ugh. And they the had worst. him in the box there, and he was able to kind of stand up and be recognized. And that video they did was just fabulous. Um, and they were fortunate to have done a interview with him early in that disease, so he was able to yeah. kind of speak that way. But it was uh, I have a, it was pretty powerful. Oh, I'm sorry, Go real ahead. quick. But for recent fans of the NFL and for football, when you think of the catch, you think of Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And maybe even some fans mainly think of Des Bryant and the catch that wasn't. And how the catch rule has come to be and the different things that the NFLPA and the owners and everybody has voted on. But Dwight Clark's The Catch was unbelievable. And if you have a chance, just YouTube it and watch it. Well, because it's incredible. What it, what it did, it changed the course of history for two franchises. Absolutely did. Because San Francisco had never been to the Super Bowl. Never. And the Cowboys were getting ready to go for the sixth time. Yeah. Uh, and... And we saw what happened to the Cowboys in the 80s, and mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers took over as yep. the team of the 80s when the Cowboys were basically sharing the team of the 70s with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. I mean, they went to five Super Bowls in a decade, and, and they were getting ready to go to their sixth uh, until he pulls in that catch. Dwight, I met him. He was the general manager for the Cleveland Browns when I was in scouting. And uh, he – I went up – I didn't want to introduce myself to him. And I said, you know, uh, I, I cried the day you caught that ball being a Cowboy fan. Yeah. I cried. And he goes, well, you know, Joe was trying to throw it away. And, you know, we got lucky and all that. And to this, and then I would see him at other meetings at other functions. And he would go, hey, Brian, I caught that ball. Yeah. Still <laughs> caught it. And I go, you caught it, so yeah. It's, and Joe uh, Montana would never admit he was trying to throw Dwight, it away. Dwight said he's throwing it away. <laughs> yeah, so he just had by those me. words yeah, have never catch. come out of Montana's yeah, mouth. Yeah, he was trying to throw it away. So yeah, it's a tough loss, really tough loss for him. Yes. sixty-one years old. Yeah, I know, so young. But we are we're moving into a new season. Obviously, new shows, new right. different things. We have your Deep Blues coming up with Parcells and some other storylines. Yep. Really excited about that. You should be. Uh, yeah, Kent, and, uh, and really all the Deep Blues. we got some really good stories to tell and uh, some fun interviews and, and trying to peel back the curtain, things people haven't seen. You know, that's that's our goal is to try to tell some stories that, that isn't a rehash of previous stuff. Which so. there are a lot of stories around this building yes. and around this history of this not team, only yeah. this That's team, what's great but... about it. Yeah, there's it's endless. You can have a brainstorming session for months. Yeah, and then it goes into deeper ones. I mean, you're talking about Leon Lett earlier. Great deep blue on him that I had no idea this amazing life story. So, great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to that uh, preseason time. Yes. We'll start rolling those out. All right, guys. Well, thank you for my final Talking Cowboys. And Bill Joins will join you next week. And as Mickey said, the last show before you guys break for training camp. Oh. What are you going to do more to go. What are we going to do? Wouldn't want it to end on any other way Enjoy than a Mickey side. We love you, Tay. All See, right, you, Tay. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-